This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Takes a shot, runs into the box, shot, score! It's time for Atlanta Sucker Tonight. Tune in as Jason Longshore gives you insight and analysis on the beautiful game, including headlines from around the world of soccer. Rebound, score! This is Atlanta Soccer Tonight, brought to you by Moe's Southwest Grill. Welcome to Moe's. Atlanta Soccer Tonight is on Sports Radio 92.9, the game. Here's Jason Longshore. Let's kick it. Atlanta Soccer tonight, live on 92.9 The Game and the Odyssey app. I'm Jason Longshore. Welcome to our weekly show covering soccer in Atlanta, in the United States, in this hemisphere, in the world, anywhere soccer is being played. We're going to talk about it in this hour on 92.9 The Game. You can always catch us on the Off the Woodwork podcast as well. Make sure you're subscribed. Lots of goodies in there in addition to getting the show delivered to your mailbox straight away we got lots to talk about atlanta united huge huge win over the weekend monster win over the portland timbers 5-1 it's been a while since we've seen five on the board for atl tiago almada it's been a long time since we've seen the kind of game that he had two goals and two assists got to go back to 2017 in the emil Assad against the LA Galaxy to find that kind of output. He's done a lot of things. We're going to get into him. We're going to talk a little bit about the why and the how Atlanta United is doing what they're doing and get into something that, look, maybe on the surface you might think is a negative. I'm going to tell you why it's a positive before this first segment is over. So let's start with Tiago Almada, best player in Major League Soccer right now. Four goals, four assists, four games played. First time in Major League Soccer history, going back to 1996, that that has happened. Four goals, four assists, first four games. Just for good measure, Tiago's leading the league in shot-creating actions, goal-creating actions, key passes, passes into the opponent's penalty area, progressive passes, progressive carrying distance, could probably find a few more, but you get it. Two, two player of the week awards, player of the match day awards. That's what it's called now. Um, it's ridiculous. I mean, it's just ridiculous what Tiago Almada is doing. Some of the passes he had in this match, get away from the, the free kick goal. We'll talk about that in a second. It's, it's just ridiculous what he is doing right now. I really don't have a comparison for you in Atlanta soccer history. I don't have a comparison for you. Really, there's not many comparisons in Atlanta sports history for what we're watching from Tiago Almada right now. At 21 years old, Tiago Almada is the best player in his league. Tiago Almada has a World Cup winner's medal. Tiago Almada is now back in Buenos Aires getting ready to play two of the most anticipated matches in Argentine soccer history. Not because they're meaningful, just because of the party that is about to ensue. A million plus people queued up in the online lottery to get tickets to these two games that are celebrations of what the national team accomplished at the World Cup not that long ago. Tiago is channeling that confidence and all that shine into some incredible performances. And I think the thing that you should take to heart the most is what Gonzalo Pineda said after the match. This is not a player who is carrying himself differently now that he has a World Cup winner's medal. He's not a player who is carrying himself differently now that he 
is being talked about as the best player in this league and a future world star. Because that's what's being said about Tiago Almada. He's not any different than that kid who carried himself up out of Fuerte Apache, went to Velez, became a star there, became one of the most sought-after young players out of Argentina, came to Atlanta, which was a move that a lot of people questioned in Argentina, said, why why don't you just wait it out? Why don't you wait for your opportunity to go to Europe? Why don't you follow that pathway that so many people have followed? Tiago bet on himself, and he came to a league where he was going to have to carry everything. He was going to be looked at as the man. And he showed that in the second half of last season, let alone the start to this season. What Almad is doing is incredible. And yeah, the conversation that I know everybody is already lining up to have, but but, 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 he's going to leave. Yeah, he is. That's going to happen. That's what happens in this world right now. Will Major League Soccer be at a point where players don't leave? Maybe, eventually. It, it's it's so hard to say, man. I did, in 1996, when this league started, and there were 10 teams, and all of it was brand new, I didn't think it'd be like it is today. In 2003, 2002, when two teams had to fold, when there were just a handful of teams joining the league in, in the late, first decade of the 2000s. I didn't think the league would be where it is now. I, I didn't think you'd be, you know, taking for granted 40,000 plus crowds and acting like it's no big deal. I didn't think these things would happen. So can MLS be a league that, that keeps a Tiago Almada like player in the future? I'm not ruling anything out. I'm not. But right now he's got the trajectory that's going to take him to one of the biggest clubs in the world. And I hope he doesn't settle for a club who, comes in with a big check, but isn't worthy of what Tiago Almada can bring them. He's not a player who should go over there and wait his turn. He's not a player who should go over there and get loaned out. He's not a player who should go over there and be told that, well, you haven't been, you haven't done this in Europe yet. Tiago Almada is an incredible player anywhere in the world right now, flat out. And he will get his opportunity. And I, I hope that him and his rep- representation and Atlanta United, because look, there's probably going to be a sell-on fee because that's how these things generally go. And a good move is going to be good for Atlanta United because then it's going to entice the next Tiago Almada to come follow that pathway that Tiago followed, Miguel Almiron's pathway that he started a few years ago. I can't wait to see what happens next for Tiago. But what I can tell you is this. Players do come and go. It, it all it happens. It's it's the life of professional sports. The idea that a player never leaves, those days are pretty pretty much gone. Can it happen? Sure. It's very rare, and it should be absolutely treasured when it happens. But what Tiago's doing right now and what he can do while he is wearing that Atlanta United shirt should also be treasured. Because you might not ever see the performances that he is delivering in front of you again. Not to this level, not with this consistency, not with this much quality. You might not. We never know. It's just, it's amazing. And I I honestly have to sit there at times and pinch myself watching him play. Because it, it just blows my mind some of the things that he can do and make look easy. You take for granted his first touch. You take for granted his pinpoint accuracy with his passing. You take for granted his change of pace. You take for granted his ability to hit a free kick from about 32 yards out and put it off the inside of the post right up in the corner where goalkeepers aren't getting to it. You take these things for granted because he makes it look easy. It's just it's amazing. Um, And what Gonzalo Pineda said about him being that same kid and that humble kid and that hardworking kid And you see the joy in his face when Caleb Wiley scores a goal. You see that joy in his face when Yorgos Yakimakis gets his first goal for Atlanta United. You see that work that he puts in when he covers every blade of turf at Mercedes-Benz Stadium. He enjoys what he's doing. And he's not bigger than the team. And he's not bigger than his teammates. 
there's really a, a sense of joy with how he plays the game. And again, you might not ever see all of that in one package again. So worry about what happens next when it happens next. Enjoy what you're seeing. And man, this first half of the season is going to be fun, isn't it? And hopefully the whole season is going to be fun watching Tiago Almada. Cross that bridge when we come to it, won't we? Um, let's get into some other things from this game. And something that jumped out to me today is I was doing a little bit of research in Atlanta United's output in 2023. A lot of talk about St. Louis, and there should be, because St. Louis, what they've done, winning their first four games ever, incredible, incredible accomplishment. It shows what buying into a way of playing and building a team that fits that way of playing and not deviating from that, no matter what the critics say, it shows the value in it. St. Louis is, is killing it right now, and they're doing it with a style that is based on not having the ball. They're doing it with a style that is based on their press. Look at how many mistakes they, they cause teams to make. They do that because either they force the mistake literally, or they wear you down, just stressing you out, making you play under pressure for 90 minutes to where people crack and they have a bad giveaway and St. Louis pounces on it. But Atlanta's doing that too. <laughs> That's what's so amazing about this team. And I didn't realize it was as good as it was until I saw these numbers. There's a stat that is being tracked in some of the, the upper echelons of uh, the industry. Passes per defensive action. PPDA. It's a new one. I, I know stats are stats, but this one actually does tell you the story that's important here. PPDA, passes per defensive action. It's a measure of how many passes a team allows before logging a tackle, an interception, a challenge, or a foul. St. Louis is a team that is winning the ball back in the attacking third almost as much as anybody in the league. Kansas City has done that more than anybody else. But it's Atlanta who is allowing the fewest number of passes per defensive action in the league. Go back to what Gonzalo Pineda said before the Toronto game, where he kind of spoke on this specifically. He wanted to limit Toronto to no more than three passes when they had the ball. That's, that's a very lofty goal. I think the uh, PPDA number for Atlanta is right around seven, maybe slightly under seven. Three would be incredible. I, I can't imagine there's a team in the world who can do that, but that's what you shoot for. It's like Barcelona's idea of winning the ball back in three seconds after losing it. It's that unreachable goal that, that is your vision statement that you are trying to get to. This Atlanta United team that is built to have the ball is built to take care of the ball when they have it so they can get the ball to their talented players and let them create. Man, they are committed to winning the ball back quickly. It's hard to get both. It's really hard to get talented players who are so good on the ball to be that committed to winning it back. And this team is. Um, they're doing that at a better clip than teams that base their whole game model on that, on forcing teams into mistakes, on pressing teams, on winning the ball back in high positions. Atlanta United doesn't win the ball back more in the attacking third than St. Louis because they have the ball more than St. Louis in general. So there's not as many opportunities to win the ball back because they already have the ball more. Make sense? It's, it's really impressive. But here's the thing I wanted to end this segment with. This is going to sound like a bad number, but it's actually a good number. Yorgos Yakimakis made a big, big change in Atlanta United's attack on Saturday. Atlanta United was called offside more in this match than they have ever been called offside in a match before, seven times. They were called offside six times in 2017, once in 2018, once in 2022, the home game against Charlotte. They were offside more times in the match against Portland than the first three games combined. I know you're 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 rolling your eyes. That's good. First off, because it was really, really close on some of those, and Yorgos is going to time that right. But what it does 
is it stretches the field. It makes those center backs hold their line a little bit longer. It makes those fullbacks think twice about running upfield. It puts everybody on edge because what if he does time it right this time? What if he does get it right this time? It creates space for others. What have we talked about all preseason? Creating space. That's another element of creating space. He's going to get the timing down first off, but just the threat of getting in behind creates those opportunities that ultimately led to Yorgos Yakimakis getting his first goal for Atlanta United. All right, coming up in five minutes, we will get into some final thoughts on Atlanta and Portland. We will get into the road trip next weekend to Columbus. Atlanta soccer tonight will be back on 92.9 The Game and the Odyssey app in five. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Back to more of Atlanta Soccer Tonight with Jason Longshore. On Sports Radio 92.9, The Game. Welcome back. Atlanta Soccer Tonight on 92.9, The Game and the Odyssey app. Jason Longshore hanging out with you, talking a little footy. And we still got some few, still got a few things to talk about when it comes to Atlanta United and Portland. And kind of, I mean, I guess it's a little bit bigger than that. And it goes to a question that I got on Twitter uh, earlier today. Cuppers asked the question, what does Pineda need to do to win coach of the week? Uh, Christian Latanzio was named coach of the week on the MLS team of the week or team of the match day i think is what it's called these days um that's odd but anyway uh odd on a lot of levels it's odd that it's called the team of the match day on team of the week and it's odd that christian latanzio won it for correcting his own mistakes uh with the lineup we'll get into charlotte here in a minute gonzalo pineda needs to be acknowledged flat out he needs to be acknowledged for for what he and his staff have done this season um, what he did last season in keeping a team held together with paper clips and duct tape. They were in the playoff race until the next to last week. He also needs to be acknowledged, and I think this is completely forgotten. It feels like the second half of the 2021 Atlanta United season is as forgotten or discarded as the 2019 season that was a failure, according to some. But the second half of 2021 when Gonzalo Pineda took over, Atlanta United was one of the best teams in the league from then until the end. Level with the Supporter Shield winning New England Revolution. I think Vancouver was in that mix too. So last year with all the injuries, maybe maybe that got forgotten at times in some of the conversation around him. I don't know. But 2021, he had his team playing as well as anybody in the league. 2023... He's got his team playing as well as anybody in the league. I don't think he's talked about as one of the best coaches in the league. In fact, people have said that coming into this year, he was coaching for his job. None of that really seems fair, in my opinion. Um, I think, look, the the perception is unfair. Uh, I don't think he got the benefit of the doubt last year because of the injuries. Um, I think other teams who have had injuries were talked about differently. And uh, I, I don't know. 
Um, you know, part of it is probably that Gonzalo doesn't lobby for the spotlight. He's not trying to get that attention. He's always deflecting to his staff and, and talking about their contributions. And he's talking about his players and he's always backing his players. Gonzalo doesn't lobby for that attention and that spotlight. He doesn't. Maybe the national media has their favorites. I, I don't know. Um, whatever the reason, it's just wrong. It, it's wrong that Pineda was not named to the, the team of the week this week. It's just, it's wrong because of those things we talked about in the first segment, the way this team is playing. They're great with the ball. They're great without the ball. They're doing that on both sides. That's very hard to do. The balance is very, very good. It's not purely because Tiago Almada is the best player in the league. It's not. This isn't some situations where you have one great player carrying a team. So the manager is just along for the ride. No, 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 no. You don't have a team that presses and defends the way that Atlanta United does if they are not bought in to what the manager is preaching and his staff. He should have been recognized on the, the team of the week this week. He should have been recognized last week. He should get more recognition, period, because he's doing an amazing job. And I'm excited to see what can happen as this continues. And fingers crossed for not a return to the injuries that we saw last year. That was... Really difficult for Gonzalo and for his staff, and I think for any coach in that situation. And Bob Bradley has dealt with that at times in his career. Maybe he got a pass. Um, Peter Vermes dealt with it last year. I didn't see as much harsh treatment in, in that regard. Look, it happens. It's part of the game, and you got to make the best of it. But that shouldn't be held against him now when his team is performing very well. And it's obviously, obviously because of some very strong work being put in Monday to Friday on the training ground, preparing for games. Gonzalo and his staff have done a great job, and it's been fun to watch that work continue to play out. Let's get into another great manager in this league, Wilfred Nancy. He is now in charge in Columbus. No more Caleb Porter. It is Wilfred Nancy, who is one of the more underrated coaches in the league himself. Nancy was in Montreal and delivered great performances with Montreal with Good, decent roster. I mean, it wasn't a bad roster last year. It's, it's not the same roster this year that it was last year, but he got more out of that team than maybe you would expect on paper. So he's in Columbus. He is trying to build his game model in Columbus. And look, it's taken a little bit of time. They are determined to play out of the back. They were determined to play out of the back against the New York Red Bulls. That's not easy to do. He got the lead, but then. Got turned over in the middle third, as we see so many times. Red Bulls end up coming back. They win 2-1. Let's hear from somebody who knows Columbus inside and out and has watched what Wilfred Nancy has done. Chris Duran, he is the play-by-play -play commentator for Columbus Crew Radio. Had a chance to talk to him earlier today. Here is Chris talking about what he's seen from Wilfred Nancy so far in Columbus. Well, uh, I've seen a really interesting teacher in action, uh, both during the preseason and in season as well. The way he has methodically brought his principles of play to this club and has taken the time to guide the players in understanding exactly how he wants them to play. On the game pitch, we've seen a change in the crew in the way that they press, in the way that they are constantly looking for that chance to go to goal, the way they move the ball a little faster than they have in the past. Um, that sense of urgency, I think, has been great to watch. Um, overall, Wilfried Nancy is a terrific guy to, you know, talk about the game with um, and then just to socialize. We we had a, a lovely sort of meet and greet uh, with several VIPs at a um, wine studio downtown a couple of weeks ago, and it was really just nice to get to know him. So it's I, it's a work in progress. There's no doubt about it, Jason. And everyone knew it was going to take some time. It's a matter of understanding just how long we're going to go before we start to see more of what Wilfried Nancy wants from this group. And I think he really believes he's going to get a lot from them. Um, in addition to that, I think we'll probably see some bolstering of the roster throughout the course of the season, too. The roster won't be bolstered this week. It'll actually be depleted. Not as many international call-ups for Columbus as what Atlanta is dealing with, but some very, very important ones. Here's Chris Duran talking about what Columbus could look like this weekend. Yeah, that's a good question. Um, so the spine of the team, really, Lucas is gone. 
the goalkeeper Aloy Room is gone, and our cent- center back Milos Degenik is with Australia. Mm-hmm. Um, and when you're playing with three in the back, and <laughs> you're used to Milos's guidance, um, what do you do? Uh, I think, you know, coaches. You've probably heard this with other coaches too. Coaches are talking about tactical flexibility, either in game or from game to game. And this will be just our second home game. Um, I don't think, I really don't think you're going to see a back four from Columbus, even though coach Wilfried Nancy's talked about tactical flexibility, but I don't think it would be, I don't think it would be a bad idea. I don't know that um, Philip Quinton is ready to start as a true center back without the leadership of Emilos Dagenik on his shoulder. Um, and so I don't know that you shift him into the middle and get the result that you want. Um, Josh Williams has been hampered by an ankle injury. If Josh is available to play even 65 minutes, it might be interesting to see those two guys playing back. Move Steven Marrera to a wing back position, pull Will Sands back to a left back, and then just use the flexibility in your roster of available players in the midfield and protect the protect the home, you know, the home fortress. Um, that, that would be one approach. Do you go a little deeper? Uh, you've probably seen in our rotation that, um, coach has been really high on the young players and with really good reason. Mo Farsi has been terrific, um, in his second year as, uh, as a first team pro. We only saw Jason Russell Rowe for a handful of minutes on Saturday night. We saw him earlier in the season too. Would like to see more of him. Um, you know, maybe you play with two forwards and you tuck Alex Matan underneath them. So Jason Russell Rowe and uh, and Cucho on Saturday night. That's if Cucho can go. Uh, the last piece is we've got guys like um, Jake Morris, Aiden Morris's brother, who's you know chomping at the bit for the opportunity to play. Um, these are guys who have been training with the first team since January, and you know maybe maybe they get their chance on Saturday night against. I wouldn't say a depleted Atlanta United squad, but I'd say certainly a squad that's going to be doing much of the same thing on the other side of the ball. So you can hear the whole interview I had with Chris Duran on the Off the Woodwork podcast folder, wherever you get your podcasts uh, from 92.9 The Game. You can also listen on 92.9thegame.com and on the Odyssey app. Uh, That'll be posted this evening. If you're listening live, it'll be there if you're listening to this on delay. Great conversation with Chris, one of the the longtime broadcasters around the league. A couple of things from that. Cucho Hernandez, great forward from Columbia for the crew, scored twice against Atlanta United last year. He didn't play with a knee issue at Red Bull Arena. Um, They said it had had happened late in the week last week. So no real update on his status as of yet. They have some significant absences, and they're playing a different shape right now. And and this is something early in a year. You don't you if you're a manager, you don't want to change that shape too often. You want to get accustomed to what your base is going to be. They're playing a three four three that can look a little more like a three four two one at times. They'd probably like to stick with that, but as Chris laid out, personnel gets a little tricky in sticking with that. When you get down to it. So what Wilfred Nancy throws out on the lineup sheet will be very interesting. What Gonzalo Pineda throws out on the lineup sheet will be very interesting. So those lineups will come out about 640 or so on Saturday night. And I really can't take a good guess at either one right now. It's going to be an interesting match. You'll be able to listen to it on Star 94. Go ahead and mark that one down. We'll be on the air at 7 o'clock with the Five Stripes Countdown. Let's get caught up on some MLS news. St. Louis City talked about them earlier. Best start to an expansion season in MLS history. They won 3-0 over the San Jose Earthquakes. I did not expect that one to happen. St. Louis is only the fifth team to ever start four wins, no losses, no draws since 2000 in MLS. And it's the spine of the team. We talk about the spine of the team being important. Chris was talking about it with Columbus. Joao Klaus, three goals and one assist for St. Louis. Edward Lovin, one goal, three assists for St. Louis. It's not just the production, but it is fitting the style of play. They knew what they wanted to play like. They built their roster to match that. They hired a coach to match that. They had some time in MLS Next Pro last year 
to start building guys up to get there. The structure of all of it makes it conducive for everybody to contribute. The stars, and St. Louis doesn't really have any big stars, and they're selling you on the idea that they won't have big stars. They will if they get the opportunity to, or if they develop one. But that also makes it easy for other players to step in in case of injury, role players to step in. So what St. Louis is doing is very, very impressive. What Cincinnati did this past weekend was very impressive too. They were down 2-0. They were also down 3-1. They ended up scoring two goals in the last 10 minutes to get a point at 3-3. What's so impressive about that is one, it's just hard to do. But Cincinnati was 0-49-0 in games that they trailed 2-0 at any point. They had never gotten a result. They ended up getting their first one in their 50th time in that situation at Soldier Field. And what looked like a miserable game. It was very, very cold. I think the wind chill was less than zero. Ugh. Mentioned Charlotte. Mentioned Christian Latanzio correcting his mistakes, which got him onto the MLS Team of the Week, Team of the Match Day. Well, he finally started Kerwin Vargas. Kerwin Vargas scored the winner in the 2-1 win in Orlando. Camille Yuzviak, Carol Schwederski, designated players, both starting the game on the bench. Brant Bronico, not playing left back, playing in the midfield. It all made sense, and it worked. It's crazy how that happens. Um, I don't know about Schwederski being on the bench forever. Uh, Yuzviak needs to not be on the bench, but Vargas is better than him right now. McKenzie Gaines started on the other flank. I think Yusviak will get back into the starting lineup on the other side. I still wonder about Nuno Santos. Charlotte is mismatched in terms of ideas and identity and roster. St. Louis is not. You see the difference, right? Now, Orlando and Austin, they both were knocked out of CONCACAF Champions League during the week. They both failed to respond. They both lost on the weekend. Josh Wolf and Oscar Preha, there are questions. And I wanted to finish with this one. Uh, Jim Curtin, his complaints about the referees getting a difficult call correct, they were a little, it was a little comical. Look, it was an awkward situation. There was a player outside of the initial camera angle that kept Chinonso of four onside. And initially, they said it was no goal. They went back and looked, and they said, oh, yeah, it is a goal. And that was the right call. They got the call right, period. If you want to complain about the process in getting there, that's that's okay. You want to complain about them not getting it right the first time, that's okay. But the call was 100% correct, as was the second yellow to Julian Carranza that forced Philadelphia to play a man down for a large portion of the second half. I will be very curious to see if the disciplinary committee has any comments of their own this week, or maybe sends a bill or however a fine works. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what happens. But I would not be surprised if the disciplinary committee makes a statement. All right, coming up next, three local stories, four world headlines, three things that make me smile about this game that we all love so much. 343 up next in five on 92.9 The Game and the Odyssey app. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. If your day sounds like... We need the report ASAP. You deserve Medella. If you've persevered through... You deserve this rich golden lager with a crisp but refreshing taste. Or if you overcame. Two more reps, two more. You deserve this ice cold reward. Modelo, the markable fighter. Trick responsibly, beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. It's one thing falling in love with a house, and quite another navigating the world of negotiating, mortgage lenders, and finding the budget that works best for you. Guidance from an agent who's a realtor can make all the difference, because that's we are. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors. It's time to wrap up tonight's show with the 343. Three, four. Three. Three local stories, four headlines from around the world, and three things that made you smile about the game. Atlanta Soccer Tonight is on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Welcome back. Last segment, Atlanta Soccer Tonight on 92.9 The Game and the Odyssey app. It's the 343, and it's not in honor of Columbus. We started the 343 before Wilfred Nancy brought the, the 343 to Columbus. 
three local stories you need to know, four headlines from around the world, and three things that make me smile about this game we love so much. Let's start on the local side. Three local stories. Number one, high school soccer getting down to the wire in region play. The coaches poll has been updated at scoreboard.com. In the all-classification coaches poll, Shambly on the girls' side and McIntosh on the boys' side have been dominant all year long. Both undefeated. Shambly does have one draw. McIntosh is completely unblemished at 14-0-0. McIntosh, the Chiefs, they are at Pace Academy tomorrow night. Then they host Forest Park on Thursday, senior night for McIntosh down in Peachtree City. Shambly, big game for them on Wednesday night. They're playing a ranked team from 6A. Shambly's a 5A school. They're going to be at Roswell on Wednesday night, and they're going to be at Buck Godfrey Stadium to face Lithonia on Thursday. If you're looking for some high school action to see, those are two teams that you might want to go check out. And that Shambly-Roswell game on Wednesday especially, that's a huge one between two teams that could win state championships in their classifications. Number two on the local side, more games to watch around the local area, some international action, and it starts tomorrow night down in Jonesboro at Terra Stadium. Guatemala's U-20s and Chivas de Guadalajara, their U-20s in action tomorrow. They're going to face UPSL, Georgia Division Clubs, Clayton International, and the Atlanta Rovers. That's tomorrow at 5.30 and 7.30, if I have my kickoff times right. It might be 6 and 8. It's down at Terra Stadium in Jonesboro, uh, actually turning into a really good place to see a game. They got the field a little bit wider than it used to be back in the day. So I went to elementary school right behind there. We had our field day at Terra Stadium when I was a little kid. So that's that's really cool to see some good high-level soccer at Terra Stadium on Tuesday night. And then on Sunday, the Guatemala U-20s and Chivas U-20s will be up in Rome at Barron Stadium playing one another. That's a 5 p.m. kickoff. Uh, RomeSoccer.com is where you can get some information on that one and find out where you can get tickets in the Rome area. Number three on the local side. More local soccer action you can see, and it's next Sunday, and it's Atlanta United 2 kicking off their first MLS Next Pro season. They're going to be hosting the New England Revolution 2 at Fifth Third Bank Stadium in Kennesaw. Steve Cook, new manager for the twos, hoping to get a chance to catch up with him this week for an interview that we'll post here on Off the Woodwork at 92.9 The Game. Some great young players in that team. And if you've been paying attention to Atlanta United, I know most of you have been, when you look at the homegrown players who come through the club, a lot of them have very significant moments with Atlanta United too. Noah Cobb made his debut at 15, as did Caleb Wiley, 15 years old, playing in the USL Championship. MLS Next Pro has more teenagers playing in it. It is more second teams. Right now, it's exclusively second teams from MLS teams. There's more independent teams coming into the league. I'm really intrigued to see how they compare to similar kinds of teams this year. Uh, David Mejia spent time with Peru's U-20s and with the first team during the preseason. Luke Brennan was just signed to an Atlanta United 2 deal based off his huge preseason. He'll be a homegrown next year. He had some big moments last year for Atlanta United 2, as did Alan Carlton, who signed an Atlanta United 2 pro contract last week. So big stories with the twos. Sunday night, 7.30 in Kennesaw. You can come out and watch it. I can't wait. I love watching those games. Broadcast is a little up in the air with the, the change from USL Championship to MLS Next Pro. You will be able to watch the game on MLSNextPro.com and stay tuned maybe for some kind of content around the game involving me. Just stay tuned. You know where to find me. I'll keep you posted. All right. Four headlines from around the world. Number one, Barcelona. La Liga is theirs to lose, according to Xavi, after they beat Real Madrid 2-1 at the Camp Nou on Sunday. They are 12 points clear at the top of the table. Frank Kessie came off the bench. He scored a stoppage time winner after Marco Asensio thought he had the winner for Real Madrid. It was ruled out by VAR. I think they got it right. It was a very close call. That's ruled out. Go the other way. And Frank Kessie gets the goal for Barcelona. 
Xavi said, I'm happy because the lead's 12 points with 12 games left. It's not over. Only we can lose La Liga. So we cannot switch off. We cannot relax. There are still a lot of games to go. Barcelona's won three matches in a row against Real Madrid in all competitions. They haven't done that since Pep Guardiola's time in 2011-12. Pep was there. Xavi maybe has answered a lot of his critics. We'll see. But uh, Barcelona winning La Liga, I didn't have it in the cards coming into the season. It's an incredible accomplishment. And he is have he has them playing in the Barcelona way. They talk about identity. They are in that identity with his own special sauce to it, his own, his own flavorings to that identity. Number two on the world headlines, Tim Weah, unfortunately injured in his last club match. He's in concussion protocol. So he has been replaced on the U.S. roster by Georgi Mihailovic, who is now in the Netherlands playing for AZ Alkmaar. 24 years old, six caps. He's joining the team uh, today in Orlando. They're training in Orlando. They will go to play Granada on Friday in CONCACAF Nations League, and then they will come back to Orlando to play El Salvador on March 27th. We'll get caught up on all of the CONCACAF Nations League news next week on Atlanta Soccer Tonight. We'll talk about Miles Robinson if he plays for the U.S. in that game against Granada. Big upsets worldwide this weekend, and there are three that I want to get into. One in the Netherlands, Feyenoord. They won in Amsterdam. First league win at Ajax in 18 years. That's crazy to me. Now Feyenoord has a six-point lead in the Eredivisie. They're trying to get their first title since 2017. They were down 2-1 on the road, and they came back to win. It was a five-goal thriller. All kinds of craziness late, especially. But Feyenoord got the win at Ajax, and now it looks like they're going to win the title in the Netherlands. First time in 18 years. That's nuts. Even longer, and this one's not quite as crazy, though. Feyenoord and Ajax, both two big clubs. Boca Juniors, big club in Argentina. Instituto, not a big club in Argentina. They won at La Bombonera for the first time since 1986. They won 3-2. Now, they haven't played every year at La Bombonera because Instituto has not always been in the first division in Argentina, while Boca Juniors has. Uh, Instituto is known as La Gloria. They took a two-goal lead early in the match. Boca cut it to one right before halftime. Then Santiago Rodriguez scored early in the second half. That kept it at 3-1 for a long time for Instituto. Boca cut it to 3-2 in the 85th minute. Absolute scenes at La Bombonera. There's a late penalty shout deep in stoppage time. VAR confirmed that it was not a penalty, and Instituto won at Boca for the first time since 1986. Keep the Argentine connection rolling. PSG fans booed Lionel Messi as he left the match. PSG were beaten at home for the first time this season by Stad Renat. Um, he has not signed a new deal with PSG just yet, Lionel Messi. I know Miami might be licking their chops. Um, I can't imagine him being booed as he leaves the field is going to help get a new contract renewed. Uh, I, I don't know what's going to happen with Lionel Messi in the summer. He's out of contract in the summer. I don't know what happens. But it gets weirder and weirder in Paris. I can't see Christophe Gauthier staying. I don't know what they're going to do long term with a lot of things. Are they going to really lean into the kids? I don't know. I just, I don't know what happens with Lionel Messi and these kinds of scenes. It's not going to help. It's just not. I can't see that as, as being a motivating factor for him to want to stay. I can't see Barcelona finding the, the space in the La Liga financial rules to be able to bring him back either. I, I don't know where else he would want to go in Europe. I don't know if he wants to go to the Premier League. I don't know. I don't think he wanted to to go to Newell's right now. I I know he would probably love to play for Newell's at some point in his life, but uh, there's some big-time issues going on in Rosario, and his wife, Antonella's family, owns a shop, and uh, gang 
violence. I don't think it was a break in. I, I think they left a message like saying that to, to Messi that he wouldn't be protected if he came to Rosario. So all kinds of crazy stuff there. I don't know if he wants to deal with that right now. I think he does want to play at a high level until 2024, at least because he has said he wants to play in Copa America in the United States in 2024 with Argentina. He wants to win that title. Don't know about 26 yet, but he's got to sign a contract to play somewhere. <laughs> I don't think it's going to be in Paris, but I have absolutely no idea where it's going to be. I don't know if it's Miami yet. I just, I don't know. Stay tuned on messy watch. See what happens. We'll fire up the uh, jet tracker and see where his private jets headed next. Right now he's in Buenos Aires getting ready for two very fun games for him and for his teammates uh, for the Argentine national team. Number four on the world headlines to get into. Oh, Tottenham. <laughs> Antonio Conte. Uh, people basically feel like he is either going or he is trying to be fired or he's already gone after the comments that he made after their last draw at Southampton. Um, it's not a shock that people have expected him to be gone at the end of the year. His contract's up at the end of the year, first off. Some players would probably be happy that he would leave. There's obviously some who would probably like for him to stay. Maybe, maybe not after what he had to say about this. So Saturday, Tottenham had a 3-1 lead. They ended up drawing 3-3 on the road at Southampton. Really puts a big dent in them finishing in the top four. That's the target for the rest of the season. Conte, after the match, labeled his players selfish. Um, accused them of lacking, quote, fire in the eyes and blamed the players for the club's ongoing trophy drought. He said previously that his players have struggled to cope under pressure. He's doubled down on that criticism. He had plenty of other things to say. Is it a last roll of the dice to try to get them fired up for the last 10 games of the season? Or is it a please just fire me so I can go home? I don't know. Um, he's not coming back. There's no way. They are fourth right now, but Newcastle are two points back in fifth, and Newcastle have two games in hand. I don't think Tottenham finishes fourth, and I don't think Antonio Conte is managing them for their last game of the season. There's my bold prediction of the evening. All right, three things that make me smile about the game. It's not Antonio Conte. Not very happy these days. Number one, Gift Orban. It's a new name to, to learn. Fastest ever hat trick in UEFA club competitions. Three goals in 205 seconds against Basak Shahir. He plays for Ghent, Belgian club. This was last Wednesday. This was only his ninth game for his new club. Three days before, in a 6-2 win in league play, Orban scored four goals in the space of half an hour from just five shots on target. A uh, gift Orban. He grew up in both Togo and Nigeria. He was scouted by Stabek. You'll remember Stabek from Bob Bradley's time there. They're now in the second division in Norway. So Stabek sees him at a showcase tournament. They brought him on loan in May of last year. Club liked him. They exercised the option to buy. They sold him just recently to Ghent. He was in the Norwegian second division not that long ago, and now he's got seven goals in a week? <laughs> Gift Orban. Go ahead and learn the name. He's one to watch, and the dual national uh, panic between Togo and Nigeria is going to be big with him. Number two, things that make me smile. Trey Young, rocking the new Argentina three-star Messi jersey before the Hawks game yesterday in San Antonio. I didn't expect to see that one on the timeline yesterday. Wish the game had been closed out a little bit differently. That's a whole other story. But I did like the messy jersey. Uh, I know Trey Young's a big, big soccer fan. Um, he has driven home the Golden Spike before at an Atlanta United game. Would love to see Trey back at the Benz for a game this summer. Uh, but I, I love the Argentina love, obviously, as I'm sitting here doing the show wearing an Argentina jacket myself. And number three in things that make me smile about this game, the Lamar Hunt U.S. Open Cup. It is back. The first round kicks off tomorrow night. It's one of the oldest running trophies in the soccer world. It is the oldest trophy in the United States. It is an amazing 
tournament. It gives every team in the country an opportunity to win it. If you're a smaller team, you got a lot more hurdles to jump over, but that's how these things go. First round, it's amateur teams that qualified either through the regional play-ins late last year or through their national amateur leagues last season. The closest match to us is Wednesday in Boone, North Carolina. North Carolina Fusion U23 is on the road to face Appalachian FC. Appalachian FC is a, a fun team. They were a good team in the NPSL last year. I had a chance to see them. They were very good. I don't know what their roster looks like right now because it's a couple months before their season, or about a month and a half before their season starts. Round two will be in two weeks. That's where the professional teams come into the tournament for the first time. Clubs from Georgia in round two, Savannah Clovers, new club in NISA, third division professional club. They are traveling to face the Charleston Battery. That's April 4th. South Georgia Tormenta, you're defending USL League One champions. They will host USL Championship Club, second division club, Rio Grande Valley. That's going to be Wednesday, April 5th at 7.30. Atlanta United comes into the tournament round three. It's either going to be April 25th or 26th. The draw will be probably around that second round or right after. It might be on the 6th or the 7th of April. Hasn't been posted. The dates had to get changed a little bit with the Open Cup, so stay tuned on that. But Atlanta United will be back in the tournament round three, either April 25th or April 26th. Make sure you join Mike Conti and me for stoppage time Wednesday afternoon, 2 p.m., 92.9 The Game Facebook page. March to Match Day will post on the Off the Woodwork podcast and the 92.9 The Game YouTube page on Friday as we get ready for Columbus. And Five Stripes Countdown, 7 p.m. Saturday night from Columbus, Ohio, lower.com field. You'll be able to listen on Star 94, on the Odyssey app, and on the Atlanta United app. Thanks for hanging out with me for another edition of Atlanta Soccer Tonight. Adios, everybody. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.